Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanovsky with you. Learning, Tractate Nadarim, page 76. To tell you the truth, we're going to do 76 and we're going to go on to 77. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, we 76 was that long analysis of Rabbi Eliezer's position about this hypothetical rejected vow in advance. We're going to move on. On 76b on the B side, there's a Mishnah, and it's about the length of time that a, uh, a husband has to nullify the vow when he hears of it. And that's going to bring us on the top of 77 Aleph to an intersection of the law of vowing with the laws of Shabbat. Now the Torah, back there again in the end of the book of Numbers, suggests, seems to be quite clear, that the husband has the day in which he hears of the vow. He must hear about, he must rule his position of affirming or or disallowing the vow on the day he hears about it. But our Mishnah is going to complicate matters a little bit. Hafarat Nedarim, I'm here on 76b, Hafarat Nedarim, the nullification of a vow, kol hayom lasts all that day long. And there are aspects of this law which will seem to uh, be lenient or strict, depending upon the circumstance, as a slight uh, free phrase. Usually when when we say lenient or strict, we mean lenient or strict rulings. What it means in this case is sometimes that period will be longer. If he hears about the view after uh, just after nightfall on the previous evening, he has until nightfall the next day, 24 hours. And if he hears about it, 30 seconds before before the sun sets, then he's only got those 30 seconds, and that day will have ended. That's exactly what the Mishnah is going to go on. Ketzad, nadra belele shabbat, yefer belele shabbat, uveyoma shabbat, ad shetechshach. If the husband hears about it on a given Friday night, and this is the way of the Mishnah to, to pack a little detail in in its phrasing, let you know that we're talking, that this, that this applies even on Shabbat. So if he hears about the vow on Friday night, the period for nullification goes all through Lele Shabbat, all through Shabbat Eve, Uvayom HaShabbat, and all the next day, Ad Shetech until the nightfall of the next day. She'im HaShecha V'lo Hefer, Eino Yachol Hefer. Then you cannot, once once it gets dark, the person cannot uh, nullify the view subsequent to that. The Brita, the Gemara, will now continue by citing a Brita, a parallel text from the same era, but not in the Mishnah itself, and it says, Hafarat nedarim kol hayom, as we just said, the power to annul the vow lasts all that day. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Shimon, these two authorities, Amru me'et la'et, these two authorities say, no, 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 the power to annul the vow lasts for a 24-hour period, me'et la'et, literally from time to time, meaning if the vow was made at 4 p.m. on Tuesday, the husband has until 4 p.m. on Wednesday. That is, for this purposes, a day. In other words, the, the Tanakama, the first voice in the Mishnah, is using the word day in the colloquial way that we say, today is Tuesday or today is Wednesday. But the other two sages are using the term day in the way we might say that there is a day-long period. 
And we have this in such things like as when we say the tax year, it's not the calendar year. It means a period from, you know, uh, the one year to the time that the taxes take effect, or the fiscal year lasts from July 1st to June 30th, or something like that. And each of these two views is given their own analysis, and the Talmud reports that the law ain't halacha ke'oto hazug, and the halacha, the law, does not follow that pair, those two, those two fellows who, who uh, had that position. And we learn, therefore, that the, that the period of nullification is the calendar day, not the 24-hour period. Now, that's going to pose certain interesting questions about the intersection of vowing laws with Shabbat. You might think, it'd be perfectly reasonable to think, that while uh, annulling a vow is not like building a wall, hammering a nail, or sawing a board. It is a certain kind of reality-changing determination. Maybe that's not the sort of thing that is appropriate for Shabbat. In fact, we know that you're not supposed to judge court cases, even though it's not anything other than talking. Uh, by rabbinic degree, you're not supposed to uh, judge court cases on Shabbat. Maybe, maybe vow nullification is something that shouldn't happen on Shabbat either. And that will be raised at the top of the next page, 77 Aleph. And here we cite a Mishnah, from uh, which the Mishnah itself appears in Tractate Shabbat. And it says, Tanan Hatam, it is taught in a Mishnah over there, Meferin Nedarim Bishabbat. Husbands may, in fact, nullify the, the vows on Shabbat. And a different category of vow nullification is invoked here. Sages may be, they, they may be inquired to. The way, the way a person nullifies a vow, um, not in a husband-wife situation, just in, a, in any other situation, may ask a sage for a reason to nullify the vow. And that may happen on Shabbat too. If, for whatever reason, it's, it, the vow affects the observance of Shabbat. So if somebody says, I hereby take a vow not to drink wine, um, the, the person can go to a sage and get the vow annulled so that they can make kiddush under, under a circumstance like this. Okay, so to summarize that point, just one more time, uh, husbands may revoke vows on Shabbat, sages may nullify vows if they have to do with Shabbat, if they're specifically about Shabbat. Now the Gemara is going to ask a simple question. Is that, is that uh, restrictive interpretation, that only when the vow is Shabbat-related may a sage nullify it? Does that apply to the husband, too? Can he only nullify those v v vows uh, which are with respect to Shabbat? And in fact, the Gemara is now going to give us two different approaches. First of all, we will hear Ditani Ravzuti debate Rav Papi. Ravzuti, from the school of Rav Papi, taught the following uh, Breite, the Mishnaic era text, Pretty clear. The husband should not nullify those vows uh, on Shabbat unless they are specifically for Shabbat. But Ravashi, his contemporary, uh, one of the very important later sages in the Talmudic period, points out that the Mishnah itself said a minute ago that, uh, that the husband has only until dark to nullify the vow. Mishnah seems pretty clear that the critical factor of his ability to nullify that vow on Shabbat is that sun, sunset has not yet happened at the end of Shabbat. If the key feature of his vow nullifying powers was that the vow itself related to Shabbat, the Mishnah sure didn't say that. The Mishnah said, in fact, something else, that it's the time that is the relevant factor, which would appear to indicate 
that whether it's a Shabbat-related vow or not, he still has that power as long as Shabbat lasts. In an ingenious way, the Talmud resolves those two mutually exclusive pieces of, of evidence, that, that the vows can or cannot be nullified by the husband on Shabbat if they are if they're non-Shabbat related, said that those two positions are Tana'ehi. They, co- they correspond to the disagreement between these un- other Tana'im. That is the view that Hafarat, reading here on 77a, Hafarat Nidarim Kol Hayom, if you have the view that the the husband may re- revoke only that day, that calendar day, that's going to induce one conclusion. And the view of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, say Me'et Le'et, it's a 24-hour period, regardless of when it, what time on the clock it begins or ends, uh, you're going to ha- induce a different position. Le'manda amar kol hayom in tfeilo. To the person, the Tanakhama, that first voice who says, that you have until the end of that calendar day with sunset, and no longer. You have that period, you don't have any longer period, then this is the time you have to annul it, even if it's not related to Shabbat. But if you take the view, like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Elzab, Rabbi Shimon, those two other fellows, that you have a 24-hour period, then the husband has some time after the conclusion of Shabbat to nullify uh, the vow and ought not nullify on Shabbat itself unless it is Shabbat specific. He can just wait until Sunday. All right, thanks for learning this page with me. And tomorrow we'll learn 77, uh, 77b and on to the next page. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.